The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network. You can always log on to inthemoneypodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have the Owner's Box, but also shows such as the Players Podcast, JK Plus One, The Matt Vernier Show, Redboard Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to inthemoneypodcast.com. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner at Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me, as always, the great, the talented Michelle Yu. Michelle, how you sound so much better today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you sound like you're back. You sound, you said, I thought you said I was happy last week, though. No, you were super happy, but you still had a little about that, that nasal stuff. Mm. You know? But you sound really good. That's good. My mouth is full of food. So what are you eating? Um, leftover like grilled chicken and some hummus. 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 I uh, love hummus, by the way. I love hummus too. If I could eat like who doesn't love hummus? I don't know. I'm sure there's people that don't, but like for me, if you can just tell me, Michelle, you can have like. Two meals for the rest of your life. One of them would be grilled chicken, hummus, and white rice. That's it. Yeah. What would the other one be? <sighs> I mean, I'd have a hard time probably choosing between a sandwich or... Um... <laughs> Just a sandwich? Well, like, yeah, like a sandwich. Like or a peanut soup. butter and jelly? No, like, I mean, <laughs> a good Italian from... Claro's or like a tuna, like a tub of tuna from oh, you the love place the down there. Yeah, what like, do you I mean, mean the place down there? You mean Borden Brew? Borden Brew, yeah. Yeah, hello. <laughs> I couldn't think of the stupid name. Unbelievable. Well, the, you know what, Michelle? I'm going to throw a curveball at you. This is a, a horse racing ownership show. So we don't usually get into food, but uh, we should probably uh, start talking about horse racing. We have a good guest today. Jason Tackett is here to talk about his entry in the Pegasus. Pegasus, which turf? Pegasus or turf. Pegasus turf, right, which Pegasus is a one turf. million dollar race. Michelle, you also have an. What's the horse's name that Jason? Uh, his has? name is Good Governance, and Anamia trains him. I and, think he was purchased uh, he, at recently at the sale from mm-hmm. Chad Brown, I believe. Yes, right? yes, and he came in. His first start for them was a fourth place finish in the Fort Lauderdale, only be in a length. And that's behind City Man, Decorated Invader, who I think are both horses with a huge shot in here. So you have to give him a look. Right. Big day at Gulfstream on Saturday. It is the um, uh, Pegasus, Pegasus World Cup. When uh, I saw some funny things on Twitter, like what makes it a World Cup if there's only American horses in there, which I right. thought was is kind this, of funny. Maybe it's co- uh, yeah, it's still called the Pegasus World Cup. Yeah. Uh, well, I think remember originally, like the first couple of years, it was like a free-for-all if you spend the million bucks yeah 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 and then it was like a 10 million dollar per so we've seen a lot of different like variances of it right and you know sometimes you just have to evolve and see what works and right right now it's a three million dollar nine furlong race all right well i'm sure we're going to get the into that on three things of note so why don't you why don't you start so we can get right to our interview with jason tech so three things of note. First yep. thing would be the Pegasus World Cup is coming oh, up this weekend. Oh, what a weekend. shock. Uh, like you mentioned, there are those two grade ones, the turf and then the Pegasus World Cup itself, but also the La Proviant, the uh, Bill McKnight, the Fred Hooper, 
and the Philly and Mare turf and the inside information. So 13 races at Gulfstream on Saturday starting at 10.50 a.m. Eastern and uh, just a bevy of good stakes races. So even though I feel like the Pegasus itself is lacking in a standout star, I mean, we've had horses like Arrowgate and California Chrome and Gunrunner in there. It's a very competitive race, which makes it a fun betting race, which makes it popular. If I have not done much research on this race yet, it's only Tuesday. The forum's out, but no other sheets or anything like that to really look at. Is there a horse in there um, that is kind of the Michelle? I'm going to say no Cyberknife because he's the likely favorite. Yeah, which uh, but remember, and Proxy. I like Cyberknife since he was like. You've always liked Cyberknife, and we had like we had his owner on our show. Yes, we did. Al Gold. Al Gold. And he told us the whole story. So if you're listening to the show now and you want to hear about Cyberknife and Al Gold, uh, go back through the archives and find that episode. He should be tough to beat in here. He drew wide, though, which is not a place to be. Proxy looks good. Simplification, who had... Uh, what you about know, your boy Defunded? Defunded? Why was he my boy? Because you liked him this summer when we did our Beach Boss. I did like Defunded. He didn't run good that day. But he's back. He should be tough in there. And anytime Irad Ortiz rides for Baffert, it's kind of like, hmm, okay, right. look out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skippy <laughs> Longstocking, who just comes off a really big win in the Harlands Holiday. You have a really good group of horses in here. I think you're right. It's deep. It's. I don't think you're going to have the typical Pegasus uh, three to five favorite. Was that last year when Life is Good won? Yes. Uh, here's a deal, too, right? Like... Uh, the timing on this is it's a great springboard into like our big early of the season handicap races, this Saudi cup, Dubai world cup, right? I mean, there's $33 million on the line in a three month frame. If you have a good older horse, but we've also seen at the end of breeders cup, that is the natural progression for a lot of horses to leave us and head out to the breeding shed. Sure. So this is kind of like, while we know Cyberknife is hanging around for this race and then he's going to be retired. This is also like a coming out party. Like, okay, here's, here's our first look at who could be, you know, our next Breeders' Cup Classic winner, right? Right, right. Yeah, good start. I agree. All right, Pegasus World Cup this Saturday at Gulfstream. Uh, So speaking of handicapped horses, now we'll have to get to sophomore horses. And we uh, had some derby trail races over the weekend. And so I want to talk about the Lecompte Stakes that went to Instant Coffee. He's been pretty consistent and good. Yeah, he's, I mean, super good, right? So he's a Kentucky bred. He's trained by Brad Cox, ridden by Luis Saez, and he is also owned by Gold Square LLC. Mm. Um, and, you know, he's certainly your, your up-and-comer, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, why not? I mean, Did you watch uh, the race? I did. And did, what did you think about the way? Like, he's not brilliant. He's workmanlike. <laughs> yeah. That's, his, that's what his thing is. But you know what? Sometimes that works. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would say the, so. The division, sure. the division this year right now is it doesn't have the the star power. I think it's going to come in the next month when we start seeing you know horses like Arabian Night come back. Arabian and, oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Um, and and all the Bafferts start running and and we get some like Forte just as on the work tab and mm-hmm. you know we're we're gonna when we see K, when's Cave Rock coming back you know what I mean like we're gonna start seeing some of these potential stars so right now I think it's the the early risers the uh, the the horses who are just uh, ready to go a little more precocious a little more precocious or or might have had some breaks last year and coming back mm-hmm. and I think we're gonna get serious in the next couple months so. 
All right. And then um, the third thing of note, well, I'm going to have a third and third A. I love um, when you do this. Because we are an owner-related show. Do want right. to let you know that Phasic Tipton supplements 100 entries to their winter sale. So pay attention to that. That is February 6th and 7th in Lexington, including Diamond Wow going to be hmm. uh, a late ad. We also do have the CTBA sale coming up. In the beginning of February as well. Okay. uh, Out here in Southern California. And currently right now the OBS winter mix sale is going on. So we've got a lot of places that you can start picking up a horse if you're out looking or you want to breed. There's going to be some, you know, mares in full and and mares that you can breed back next year, et cetera, et cetera. Um, The... Second part of that is just a little full patrol. I love full patrol. You know that. Fulls board. Um, First one I want to mention is a full by Charlatan. It is his first crop. It is out of the stakes winning mare Inventive. It was born January 17th. So, what is that? uh, A week ago at Seclusive Farm. And uh, Charlatan stands for $50,000. And he is a half brother to grade one winner Klimt and grade three placed. Winner, West Coast Chick. I'm going to put you on the spot before okay. we take a break and go to our guest. You ready for this? Yeah. Will Charlatan, Charlatan be a good stallion? And when I say good, like he's going to last for a few years, he's going to have a couple stars. Is he, uh, he going to make it? Yes. Yes. Good. I think Charlatan's going to be a good stud. Okay. It's, mm-hmm. it's good, good, good looking out. All right, Michelle, thank you for your always- uh, intelligent and, and entertaining three things of note. We're going to take a quick break, and Jason Tackett will join us. In a- the Owner's Box is brought to you in part by Santa Anita Park, and we are proud to be partnered with the Great Race Place for their 2023 Classic Meet. Santa Anita's Pick 5 pools have averaged over a million dollars during the Classic Meet, and don't miss out on racing every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, with first post beginning at 1230. Every Saturday and Sunday, we also have the Coast to Coast Pick 5. If you haven't played it yet, it is a five-race sequence for five races from Santa Anita and Gulfstream, and it is a dollar minimum and a player-friendly low 15% takeout. Additionally, there's the Pick'em Contest as well as Show Viver, and these are free to play. You can log on to santaanita.com forward slash contests. All right, back here on the Owner's Box. Special guest today, A. Michelle, this is incredible because last week we had Maggie Moss, who was a two-time Owner's Box uh, uh, celebrity guest. Today, Jason Tackett joins us. Jason, we haven't talked in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. It's well, been a while, and I yeah, I actually listened to the uh, the interview with Maggie. And you mentioned two time uh, two time guest, and I thought oh, I must be must be a uh, uh, special, or you guys are getting desperate, one or the other. We I think it's probably a combination <laughs> of both. To be honest with you, um, not a lot of people want to come on anymore. So once they come- shut up. <laughs> We're good karma to come on our show. All right. No, no, no. It's good to talk. Where have you been? Where, where, where are you these days? You know, actually, we, we, we uh, me and the family relocated uh, to Lexington now. So we were in California for, uh, well, my wife's from California, so she'd been there her whole life. And I'd been there for about 20 years, and we got, I retired. So we decided to move out here and, and uh, you know, still involved with the horses and all and, and having fun. But it's a new experience, new place. Where where are you in Lexington? You know, we, uh, I have a house in Lexington. A lot of people know that. I'm a short in Jefferson. Oh. Okay. Well, we're we're actually out towards Midway, just right off the freeway. Um, we have the old uh, the old Wintergreen Stallion uh, uh, farm 
Uh, we we bought that place and, oh, wow. and came out here at December. It's been two years now. So oh, this is going to stem a lot of questions. So all right, let's let's get this first, and then <laughs> yeah, we'll get let's into, jump right into yeah. This. Let's just uh, let's jump into that. We're going to talk about good governance. We're going to talk about uh, um, you know the Pegasus Day and the Pegasus World Cup turf. But y- 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 when you're thinking of places to go, why Lexington? I have no clue, really. I mean, we were looking for <laughs> Is somewhere. That a happy wife, well, happy life yes. Answer? Did she yeah, want to well, go? You know what? She's, she's never been out of California. I, I have been, but uh, yeah, we just started some, you know, discussions on where we want to end up, um, somewhere quieter, um, and uh, just something we enjoy. We have a lot of friends out here, obviously through horses, and uh, yeah, we, we we've been looking places probably for ten years, and uh, found something we really liked. And I talked her into uh, talked her into packing up and moving, and I think she enjoys it. She enjoys it probably as much or more than I do. Um, so yeah, it's been I'm sure you enjoy it, and you've already. It sounds like you already have an accent, which is interesting enough. But let <laughs> no, me. No, that's that's the that's the that's, that's the Missouri. That's the, I'm originally from Missouri. So okay, I that's the Missouri coming yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, yeah. well, wait a second though. <laughs> when you this is an interesting thing because when you when you buy a farm what comes with it? Like, do you have people that help you? Are you guys doing all the work? Yeah. How big is it? What, what, give us like a full (laughs) rundown of what that's like. I want to buy a farm, Jason. We all want to buy farms. Yeah. Well, well, so we had a farm in California. We were, we were, we were in Bakersfield. Um, Mm -hmm. We had, uh, you know, 20 some acres out there. So we, we were already doing the horse stuff. The kids were kind of raised around the horses. They were doing the, the jumping and, and uh, then they got into barrel racing as they got older but so we already had a farm out there so we knew we wanted land and we you know we came out here and we started looking around there's a lot of a lot of older homes out here which which you know we weren't completely against but uh but uh yeah we just found a place and then it's it works out we have six paddocks it comes with a barn and we got eight stalls we got a creek running through it and uh sounds beautiful and uh actually our our, our house is uh is the old stallion barn we converted it over so in my garage is the old uh where they kept the stallions i think they had uh, you know, they had a handful of stallions that they were standing out here for years. And you have and, horses uh, yeah. out there? Like, are, are you, do you have horses on the farm? Do you have cows? What do you have? Yeah, we have horses. It's, it's, it's my new job, my, my new venture. So, yeah, we have horses. Well, not really a new venture. We, you know, I said we've had horses in California for a long time. We actually downsized quite a bit. What are you talking about mares? Are you talking about babies? We have a we have a few mares. We have a couple babies. A couple mares about to have babies. And then, you know, of course, we, we bought... I think five at the yearling sale, and then, then uh, you know the ones we have at the track and the ones we've acquired. So over you time. buy farm, you buy horses at the yearling sale, and you're like, oh, I'm just going to take them to my my farm. Yeah, like that's yeah. sweet, yeah. Michelle. Isn't that Michelle? That's like your I'm, dream. I'm jealous. You're so I'm jealous, jealous right now. So Jason, when you okay, so when you were in California and you were in Bakersfield and you were breeding cowbreds, so now you're in Kentucky. What are you? Mm-hmm. What are your breeding, and how was that transition to go from you know one coast to the other? I mean, that, that, it, it, it's all the same. It's all the same thing. I, I would say it, when I we were in California, we were all of our mares. You know, we'd breed cowbred one year, and then we would breed Kentucky the next. So we'd, we'd had a rotation. So I was already pretty familiar with a lot of the other farms out here. And when I said, you know, we had a handful of friends out here. A lot of them were just people that had, that we have dealt with through California. You know, by sending our mares out here, and then you know you have to put them up at other people's farms mm-hmm. so we'd, we'd met people through doing that so um it was a pretty smooth transition really you know we, we already knew kind of what we were you know what we were doing we already had a program going so we just we just transferred from california down here 
And the kids are with you. Wait, the kids are with you. Well, my 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 youngest, yeah, was going to my oldest had already graduated. She's she's living in in uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming now. But but she, uh, my youngest, came out here with us and transferred to UK. So she's going there now, and she's you know she claims that she's she claims that she lives on her own, but she's here most of the time. (laughs) It's okay. Welcome welcome (laughs) to my world. Wait, Michelle, before you jump in, I have such a Michelle like question, and I can't even believe I'm going to ask this, but. Like, if you have horses that are about to have a baby, are you staying up all night? Are you guys, like, pumped up? Are oh, you excited? Are you, yeah, are you, like, let us know we're going to be there? Yeah, well, <laughs> so we, I installed cameras just like in California. We did the same thing. Um, you know, our house was right outside the foaling barn, so we installed cameras, and we just take shifts. You can watch them on your phone, or if you need to run down to the store or something, you can just pop it up on your phone and watch them the whole time. So that's kind of sort of the high-tech version of not having to sit out there by the, you know, by the mares and, you know, wait for them to fall. So. But what is the – I've never seen it in person. I'm sure You've Michelle has. No. No. I want Jason – Jason Tackett here on the owner's box. Will you take us just through what it's like? You know, I, I really – and you, you can be kind of graphic if you want. You can be as graphic or you're not a graphic. You can swear <laughs> on this show. You can do whatever you want. But just, like, take the, these listeners through – you know, you know the mare's about to have a baby. How do you know when you go in and watch? What do you see? Yeah, yeah. I have all the questions I thought I'd get asked. This wasn't one. So <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me get my mind prepared okay. for this now. Okay, all so, right. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it, you, you have a due date. The, ma- the mare's, the mares uh, uh, you know, they hold their babies for 11 months, unlike humans. But uh, they'll start waxing up uh, on their bag. So you'll see that, and then you bring them inside. You know, usually, as a matter of fact, uh, we have two mares inside now. They're, they're due, you know, within two weeks. And then from then, you just start watching them. You, you know when they when they start, uh, you know, they start getting uncomfortable. They'll start laying down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, normally once they lay down, that's that's when they're about to have it. So they they, they have the babies laying down, and then hopefully, um, especially some of the some of the older mares, it's a lot easier on them. So they'll just pop them out. And sure. Yeah, you wait for him to stand up. And are you uh, in? So well. are you in there? Do you ever like you know in the movies? You know, you see like a little leg pop out, and then you reach in, you pull. Is that you? Are you doing that? Well, hopefully the leg doesn't come out. Hopefully it's the face. You want but, the uh, you want the face yeah, first. Face sorry. First. Yeah, you want the face. First. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm just talking out loud. I'm thinking movies. <laughs> you want the face first. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, the two the two front hooves kind of pop out along with their face all in one. So hopefully, if they're you know if they're shifted right, that 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 you know that's what happens. And if not, you know, you better get on the phone and call a vet pretty quick because you're going to have problems. Okay, okay. I mean, it is like a dangerous thing. It's it's scary to, for me. I mean, I know it's beautiful and it's like it's incredible. It's just yeah. a little bit scary, but it's not scary for you. You've done it a million times. Uh, we we've probably done a hundred or so over the years so right. yeah we're getting pretty used to it so are you more scared were you more nervous to have the the a foal or to come on this pod uh to have a foal <laughs> <laughs> all right let's let's get into it you you because you, we got a big race coming up this weekend um you you tell wait, us wait, wait, oh sorry wait, wait, wait. what do you want wait i want to ask him a question go about breeding still okay Okay, Jason, if, did you breed to any first-year sires this year, or are you going to? Okay, let me. Sorry, Oof. we'll rewind that. Are Don't worry, we're going to cut that out, Michelle. First-year sires this year, and if so, tell us who and why. I bred to by my standards, which is a first-year sire. Oh, I like been through it, and it, and 
well, it's just, it's just Billy it's loves that horse. Outside. I do. I did uh, like that yeah, horse as a okay. racehorse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and we have this nice town mayor, which crosses real well, real well with with you know we had we had gas station sushi in years past, which was a mm-hmm. you know into mischief over Spite's town. Or that that one wasn't, but then me and mischief a lot of those ones. It was a it was a plus plus a plus plus rating. So uh, we went to that, and they also had to share the upside, which you're hoping that the stallion hits. I had a handful of buddies that actually got into into mischief early. I'm on wow. the same on the same program, which wow. was, you know, I think the first year was 7,500 or something like that, and they cashed out pretty well. So, I've done that a bunch of times, had zero success doing it. Most of them. <laughs> I like your honesty. Ohio or somewhere <laughs> like that. You know. A fun, funny story about that is I actually had a, a choice of uh, commissioner or constitution's first year, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. Let me just go with commissioner. Well, oh my god. You know, we know how that story ended, but. But there's a lot of there's a lot of luck to it too. I mean, you sound, you're a very knowledgeable guy. You're looking at all the ratings. You know your mares, and th- it's like anything else in this business. You got to have a little luck. Absolutely, yeah. And it's, it's a lot of what you remember the races too. You know, you can look back and say, you know, when the Arkansas Derby, I watched that race. I might have bet on that race. So you know, I really like the stallion. Yeah, I like by my standards. All right, um, Michelle, is there any other questions before we talk about the Pegasus, which is why we had Jason on the show? No, yeah, go ahead. And go he's ahead, probably very prepared for this. So let's talk a little bit about good governance. Um, seven-year-old, I, I believe, and you can correct me, tell me the story. I think he was in an, uh, one of the sales that you bought him uh, at, at the sale. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Did you have plans going into the sale? Tell us about a little bit about the research you did uh, before we get into his last race in the Fort Lauderdale and the Pegasus. Yeah, we, I was, you know, I, I spent every day at the November sale. I was you know, just always out here looking for, you know, looking for a, uh, a baby or a yearling. I spent every day out there. I didn't even know that the last day of the sale was horses of racing age. I showed up over there. They're like, oh, they're, you know, the babies are done. They're having horses of racing age. And, and you know, so I started going through those um, along with David Mia. Um, he, he generally buys for me out here. And, uh, yeah, we saw a handful of horses. They always go for way more than you think they should. Of course. So we did on a handful of them. They went for a lot more than we thought. You know, I saw, you know, I saw this horse as great in stakes place, very lightly raced, uh, you know, expected to pay quite a bit more. As a matter of fact, after I had bought the horse, several people came up and said, what, you just bought that horse for 50? And then I said, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know something. And then, you know, of course, you bring them home and you're, thinking what did i do here you know what did i miss <laughs> horse, I believe her, the horse right. i mean they did you know, the vet checked it out everything was good and uh yeah so we uh you know sent him into training and and you know they liked the horse and said we ought to take a shot in the fort lauderdale and we did yeah when you and, say uh, you take a shot just so people know um you were 65 to 1 that day uh, you had some trouble early. Uh, you come running on. You run fourth. You're only beaten a length and three quarter. Actually, you, I think you dead heated uh, for fourth that day. It was a blanket finish. City man comes back. Decorated invader comes back in this race. It is. It's. It's got to be a great feeling when you're. I say this all the time. When you're right. Right. Here you are. You got a bargain basement horse that's seven years old. Um, he's 65 to one. All of a sudden you lose by length and three quarters and you run into one million dollar race. That's got to feel good. It, it, yeah, it, it does. But you, you know, what's interesting is, is, you know, being from, you know, racing in California all those years. I don't know a lot about races outside of California. You know, we watch them on the t- You know, we watch them on TV. You know, we cheer for them. We bet on them. But. You know, they said, you know, you might get invited into the Pegasus. And I thought, well, okay, I remember seeing this thing on TV. I've been to Goldstream a handful of times, not a lot. 
And I didn't really know what the magnitude of it was. I said, well, you know, what's the chances? And, of course, about a week later, they, they released the, the, uh, the first round of entries. And we were, I think we're the 11th alternate. So I just said, okay, well, that's, you know, we're not getting in there. So let's look for something else. We actually had another race picked out. And then as people started dropping out, I actually read an article of all things. And I said, read an article and said, you know, we were next fat. And I said, next up, how, you know, how do we get to next fat? <laughs> you know, how, how did that happen? That's a good name for a horse, by the way. You can, you yeah, can well, use that go. next uh, up. But, uh, but uh, yeah, exactly. But, but uh, yeah. And then and people started saying, well, I think Colonel Liam's dropped out. And I said, well, what, you know, uh, well, I, that means I think we get in. So uh, yeah, it was just it's kind of amazing. And then as, you know, as time went on last week or so, it's been getting bigger and bigger and we're actually packed up, ready to go now. So we're excited about getting down there. What are your big plans down there? Are you going to go to Eclipse Awards? Are you going to the, the carousel room? Tell us a little bit about what this experience is, uh, is going to be for the Tackett family. I have no clue. <laughs> well, you know, awesome. when we got the call, the, the, the lady said that we, you know that they're having you know they're having the draws on sunday and they're gonna have a big party and they're having this and that and i said well you know we got to get down there sooner than later which i had some other things already planned so i couldn't get down there but uh, uh i i have no idea uh the last i think both times i've been to Gulfstream, we were going on a cruise in florida and got there a day early so i said i'm, I'm headed to the track i got to see this place so but i have you know two days experience of being down there and don't know what to expect i have a handful of restaurants that people sent me that we need to go to um yeah, we'll just get down there and see what's going on, I guess. Sounds awesome. Jason Tackett does joining us. Michelle, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, Billy. No, go Jason, ahead. Does it feel a little surreal that you bought this horse for 50 grand and now he's running for a million bucks? Uh, you know, I, I, I guess so. I mean, it's, it'll be real surreal if we win, but, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, looking at the race, it seems like it's uh-huh. there's, there's, no, there's not a – you know, uh, horse, uh, Colonel Liam, that's been, you know, one or two times in a row, it seems pretty wide open. So I think, you know, everybody's got a shot. Do you, uh, are you the type that's going to, uh, peruse through every single, uh, uh, piece of literature that has to do with this race, every article, the form, the sheets, or, or are you going to just go and have a couple of cocktails and enjoy the day? I'll have a couple of cocktails and enjoy the day. I, 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 you know, well, I, mean, I, got, I got buddies that I got buddies that do that for me. I get little, you know, they'll take a picture on their phone and send me a little clip of something that was written up about right. it. So they're, I think they're as much or more excited about it than I am. Although, you know, we are excited about it. It'll, it'll be fun once we get down there and, and, you know, see what the, the atmosphere is and all the activities they got going on. I'm going to ask him. Go ahead, Michelle. If you got, well, I have something that's like kind of off off the mark of what we're talking about. No, go ahead. Still on no, topic. Go I, ahead. We've, I, you know what? I, th- I like good governance. I hope he runs well. I hope Jason enjoys the weekend with his family at Gulfstream. Go, Michelle. Okay. Uh, you, so, Tucker, you used to be Rising Star Farm, and now it says Foxbrook Farm. Was Did you guys just rename the new Kentucky Farm, and why not move your name over? I have commitment issues, Michelle. That's, <laughs> that's my problem. That's why I've never had a seven-year-old in a race. And, and interesting about that, too, is I had a, you know, we got the five yearlings that we had bought, and uh, and I had a handful that we had bred. And I said, you know, I'm going to wait on something. I'm going to get an older horse. You see these older horses, especially running these long turf races. I said, I've never really had an opportunity to do that. Every one of my yearlings are in training now, and I'm telling everybody I want them ready by Keeneland. So every, everything kind of everything kind of switched over. But but when I you know when I saw this horse, I, I I looked at it and I said the same thing. I said, you know, I've never had an older horse. It can probably jump right into some big races, whatever they may be. 
and that's kind of the reason why I purchased the horse. But yeah, getting back to your question, uh, we actually originally were jam racing, J A A Gam yes. racing. We had Alberts, and we had Alberts Hope with with Pipey. We won the best pal, um, and it was you know it's my it's all of our initials. My kids are Allison and Ashley. My wife's name's Megan, so it was Jason, Ashley, Allison, yes. Megan. And we kind of put it all together, kind of made a little kind of a family stable, and then. Uh, yeah, we, we, we our farm name was Rising Stars. We ended up switching over to that. Might have been a, might have been some tax reasons behind that, but uh, <laughs> and then uh, and then uh, yeah, then we came out here. The farm that we purchased, uh, the gentleman that owned it before us, uh, you know, had a big Foxbrook Farm sign on it, and I'd spoken to him, and he says I'm not involved in racing. I don't know anything about racing. Uh, we named it that because it sounded cool, and he said, "But I have, you know, I have no interest in using it." So we just switched everything over again once we got to Kentucky. Oh, yeah, it makes a lot cool. of sense. It, make, uh, it make, right. makes. I was wondering. I was wondering where it came from. I was waiting for you to answer that. I remember Jason back in the day. I, I want to say like, like there were white silks with like a little bit of blue and red. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, they were. Yeah, well, yeah, red, white, and blue. They, they, yeah. I mean, my business I was in, it was kind of a, kind of a play off of that because uh, the, the logo we had in my business was pretty similar to that logo as well i so, remember yeah we just yeah yeah i remember we miss you out here you know you listened to the interview we did with maggie moss last week and I, I'd, yeah. l- I'd love to talk to you a little bit about some of those things and just just kind of maybe a, a, an umbrella view or a thirty thousand foot view of racing these days you, you i'm assuming you still keep an eye on southern california but um how how do we attract new owners how do we this is an owner show how do we get new people into this game jason well, let me, I'll t- let me tell you the story about how I got started. And sure. It's, it's interesting because, I, you know, like everybody else that comes on, you know, we, we when you're a gambler, uh, you know, the first thing you can bet on is horses because generally that's in the fairgrounds or wherever you're doing your off-track betting is back then, you know, we were supposed to be 18, but a lot of us a lot of us got in before that. So, you know, we, I, I was betting horses since I was young. And, uh, you know, so you see the, the commercials there in California. And we went to a, a California farm and, and I said, you know, Hey, how much would it cost, you know, for me to buy a horse? And he, you know, so they had a complete show for us, brought out all the horses, said what they want, you know, for each of them. And, you know, I'm used to watching low salad and, you know, at night and I'm seeing $2,500 claimers. I'm thinking I get four buddies involved, you know, we'll be out a couple hundred dollars a piece. We'll have some fun. This would be great. Well, one of the ones they brought out was, I think it was, 10, you know, I think half of it, the guy wanted to sell half of it for $10,000. And I looked over at my wife and I said, who in the hell would pay $10,000 for half of a horse? This (laughs) makes no sense. These people have lost their minds. (laughs) So, you know, fast forward, you know, a few years later, we buy gas station sushi for two forty. But, but so, so I, I guess, you know, saying that you have to start people out small, you have to get them hooked. You have to get, people interested and it's not about just winning races it's about having fun at the track being a part of a group i said most of my friends now not all of them but most of my friends now are involved in horses uh, you know to some degree and so you start out in partnerships you start out in uh, uh you know getting people familiar with what really happens at the track and how much fun you can have and the people that you can meet and I think that that's a great way to get started because if it would have been, if there would have been no way for us to get involved because we did get involved originally in, in, in partnerships. And I think that was probably before I'd met you, Billy, or we probably would have been involved as well, but damn it. But, uh, <laughs> well, Billy's still always looking small, for a partner. Though. I'm always, always uh, <laughs> <laughs> look at J- Jason's like, nah, 
Not you guys. Well, you have, you, know, you got my number. I'm open for anything. Oh, oh I'm ready. Right. So, Yo, you just so, opened uh, the floodgates. Oh, no, Jason. <laughs> You're in trouble now, bud. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you just got to start small and get get people familiar with what's going on because it it, it is it is if you have somebody get involved at 100% right out of the gate, it's going to, you know, it's going to turn them south real quick. Right, because the risk is so high in these horses. I tell people all the time, you know, look, they get hurt, they need breaks, something bad happens, they're not as good as you thought. It's they're not as good as you hope. <laughs> right. I don't I don't even call it when I talk to people, Jason, I don't even call it an investment. You know, this is this is this should be disposable income, right? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Jason, listen, you you give us we always kind of end the interviews with a little advice. So give some people out there who are listening, so a, a new owner, what's the one piece of advice that you would give them uh, before they join into uh, this world of horse racing ownership? Uh, I, I would say get involved with people who's done it before you. I, I, I think I mentioned this on when I was on your guys' show last time that that you know, right out of the gate, I, I I'd, I'd known Costa Hironis uh, just through work. I kind of knew him by name more than I actually knew him. I'd met him a few times, but I gave him a call and we sit down and 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 you know, just to back up on that, he's as nice of a guy as everybody talks about. Just oh, a yeah. great, yes. great individual, wonderful guy. He had breakfast with me, and uh, he, I know he's a busy guy, and sat down and kind of went over you know where he was at. He was still a fairly new owner at the time as well, and uh, and went over you know kind of who you know how it works. Uh, you know, who he trusted and uh, how he buys horses and, you know, and how he got involved. And they kind of just tell you their story and tell you the mistakes they've made. And, and hopefully you don't have to make the same mistakes. So I just say get involved with some, some people that's already done it. That's great advice. Um, it, and it is funny because it you think people aren't approachable or might not be approachable. But in this business, we all want people to do well. We want we want sure. people to come up and ask questions. We're, we're, we're we give free advice. It is it, it's a great lesson, and you did it the right way, Jason. First of all, thank you for coming on. Second of all, good luck on Saturday in the Pegasus mm-hmm. World Cup turf. One million dollars on the line. Good governance. What do you think your odds are going to be? I somebody told me fifteen to one. Fifteen so, to one morning line. Yeah, you know, that's a big turnaround from sixty five. You know, Michelle has a horse. It, it there. is. Michelle has a horse. Yeah, she in there. does. I you guys, actually, how about? I actually texted her husband a little bit about that too. How about congratulating a, them? Can we have a dollar bet on the show? I like to do dollar bets. Um, Jason against head Michelle, to head. head to head. Whoever finishes in front, one dollar. You got it. I want it signed so I can frame it when you guys lose. Oh <laughs> wow! Shots fired here on the owners box. Jason Tackett, great talking to you, man. We'll catch up, and I'll definitely uh, hit you up when I get to Kentucky. You got it, buddy. Thank you, guys. All right. Jason Tackett here on the Owner's Box. Appreciate it, Jason. I think so. Um, Good guest. Always well-spoken. Great stories, Michelle. I think he's learned a lot in this game, and he's had a lot of success. I mean, he mentioned gas station sushi. Um, I think you also need that luck. It's not easy to go to a sale and buy a seven-year-old for fifty thousand dollars, have him run fourth in a grade two, and now he's running for a million dollars. That's that. There's some luck involved too, and it's good people. I like Anime. I'm a fan of Anime. Yeah, I I agree, and I really like Jason too. You know, he named a horse after me once. He did. Yeah. Why didn't we talk about that? <laughs> what was the name of the horse? I don't. I was going to say something shopper. really funny. Midnight Shopper. Really. Yeah. Um, 
she was my super special project horse that we were what breaking. if what if uh my whole crew named a horse after you what do you think it would be named I have to throw a shout out. First of all, it's my wife's birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Kathy. Yeah. And uh, yesterday was Gabby Gaudette's birthday. Yes, it was. And I didn't. (laughs) Michelle just sent me her text of the name of her horse. (laughs) Um, I didn't know it was her birthday, so I texted her today. And she just sent me because I said, how's the little guy? Because her son and I, like, for whatever reason, we, like, bonded. What's his name? Yeah. Crew. Crew. We, we we bonded, like serious bonding. Like I was holding him and he was like super content. So I said, um, how's the little guy? And I'm going to text you a picture that you might want <laughs> that you're going to laugh after you're, you get it. Oh, boy. He's the, he is so cute. He is cute. Yeah. I th- look at him. Look, look at, at him. I know. I, 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 I thank God he, he looks like, he looks like cat. Gabby. He needs to- you know, Olivia has, she wears her little red feather and her slam dunk racing hats when she's out. He uh, needs like a little, little red feather I hat. I know. I need to send them one. I got to send them Olivia one. Olivia keeps trying to steal my golden phoenix hat. And I'm like, oh, uh, Nick, the easy. gold phoenix hat is mine, dude. Yeah, easy, easy. All right, Michelle, uh, great job. Uh, great guest, Jason Tackett. Thanks for coming on the show. We are the part of the In the Money Media Network. And uh, we'd like to thank all our sponsors, Santa Anita. When we get to Del Mar this summer, we got a bunch of new sponsors coming on. Bunch of meetings we've had, Michelle. How about how do you like the my professionalism? Amazing, yeah. Billy is like unreal. <laughs> like business, Billy is like it's a totally crazy. different person. It's, it's awesome. It's a different person. Can I, yeah, go can ahead. I just real quick tell you what's coming up this weekend? Absolutely, great please do. Um, so we do have racing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday is free admission, free parking, show Viver, and the Golden Hour. Saturday, we do have the San Pasquale and the Las Virgenes. It's also the California Wine Festival, which is a super fun day. You'll see all the people getting shmammered and meandering about. Um, also, it is Pick'em and the Coast to Coast and the $6,000 Pegasus World Cup betting challenge. I will be back for the races on Sunday for the San Vicente, as well as the Clockers Corner. And once again, we do have the Coast to Coast that day, as well as the $500 Santa Anita Challenge there as well. What do you mean you'll be back? Where are you going? Billy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, what are you – let's talk about that real quick because we have a couple more minutes. What where, What are you most looking forward to this weekend in your, uh, in your you know, going to uh, Florida? What am I looking forward to? Do you have a, you're know. working. Do you have a chance to do anything fun? Like at night, do you do something fun or? I mean, I'm sure we'll go to dinner one night. Right. But like generally, I mean, okay. So normally when I go away and do stuff, I'm, I'm prepping like really hard. I do a lot of studying and stuff. Sure. And so I spend like my night before I try to get to bed early and I study and whatnot. But um, for this particular trip, I'm not doing on air the whole time. I'm doing some like VIP stuff. So I don't have to have like as much serious prep work done because the people I'm handicapping for are newbies, right? They're not going to know what okay. I'm talking about anyways. Right. right. Um, so I don't know. Maybe, I'm sure we'll go to dinner on Friday night. I don't get there until Friday morning. Oh, okay. So you don't have a lot of time there anyway. Yeah, I don't have a lot of time. All right. All right. Well, special thanks again I'm to Jason Tackett. I am. You know what? Someone's got to stay here and hold down the fort. Although I will tell you, I hate three-day-a-week racing. 
You want more? I want one more. I want them to race on Thursdays. Like I wish, I wish there was a way we could figure it out. I know we don't have maybe the but inventory. There is. If we if we distributed horses to more trainers, so there weren't yeah. a bunch of there, so there weren't four trainers with over sixty horses. Yep. There'd be more horses to go around, and then more people could enter the races. But I mean, we talked about that on the show the other day. Yeah. All right. As long as and and I'm not and there's nothing against them personally, right? But no. like as long as D'Amato and Baffert and Miller and Doug have and Mark Glatt have over sixty horses each, uh, they dictate what races go, what races don't, and you know, they're they don't always want to run five horses against each other. Right. So, you know, that's partially on the owners too. If you're an owner, you got a hundred horses with Baffert, well, you know, maybe spread that love around a little bit because even if your horses are right, maybe running against each other, you're having two different training methods, two different, you know, thought processes, whatever. Can we call this segment Michelle's uh, soapbox? Well, you got into, I would never have brought that up myself. Because, right? <laughs> I mean, never. I never would have just like randomly. That's the most that. controversial statement you've ever made on this show in 10 years. I know. I love I know. it. And and it's again, it's nothing against like, hey, if you if someone asks me, hey, I've got a derby type horse, where should I send it? I'm not even taking a breath. I'm like Baffert. Right. I mean, you know, it's it's instant. Hey, I've got a turf horse coming from your oh, Damato. Like it, it's not a thought process behind it. Like you want the best, you go to the best. Right. Um, but also other people could have opportunities to be the best if you gave them a shot. And we would definitely have more racing if we had horses with more people. Yep. Like for example, Turf Paradise wow. has has trainer has if you look at their standings, they've had like over fifty trainers with a start. That's pretty cool. Individual trainers. Yeah. It's not I mean it's not, sad listen. we only have twelve. It's not a bad idea. All right, Michelle. We okay. have a great Sorry. trip and uh no, have a great trip and in, enjoy it and uh thanks to all of our listeners as always for listening to the owner's box we'll be back next week with another guest and let's really try to focus on the derby trail you know as we get there we'll try to get some owners maybe first time owners that have a potential horse stuff like that i think Ooh, it'd be that's funny that's a great idea Billy. Yeah. i gotta pull up the derby trail right now and see if we have yeah. any all right let's do that excellent see you next week bye